ever wish that certain things would go a lot faster? For us here at Brummy Mummies, it's the kids getting their shoes on and out the door so we're not late for school. Or do you wish that some things were a bit more reliable? Like actually being handed the school note to say they need a costume ahead of the day it's due? Well, we can't control the speed of our kids. Luckily for us Brummy Mummies, Talk Talk's Future Fibre is now here in Birmingham. And with speeds up to a whopping 900 megabits per second, it's fast enough to handle anything you throw at it. And it's great Talk Talk value too. Future Fibre might not speed up the school run, but when it comes to downloading our podcast or making sure your work calls don't cut out in the holidays because your son's playing video games or your daughter's streaming TV, ultra-fast and ultra-reliable broadband using the latest technology is just what you need. To find out more, search Talk Talk Future Fibre, subject to local availability. I think we're all feeling stretched when it comes to paying bills and putting food on the table at the moment, as the cost of living continues to rise. Today I'm joined by Dawn Baker from Homestart Birmingham, a charity that helps families in crisis. She has helped hundreds of families get on top of their finances over the years and has loads of innovative ideas on making your money go further and how to get help if you need it. Food and bills seem to be the biggest worry for families at the moment um, and this then impacts on their mental health. The use of food banks has increased as has support with budgeting and debt. If you feel you need help, talk to someone who can help. You know, where, where you've been shut up in a house for sort of more or less two years on, on and off, we lose confidence. We lose confidence in going out and meeting people, speaking to people. What I would say is there's a lot of families out there that are struggling with debt, but there are a lot of organisations around that can help. Welcome back to Brummy Mummies. My name is Zoe Chamberlain. I'm a journalist, author and mum. I launched Brummy Mummies as a community for families to help people to connect both online and in person. My goal is to share with you stories from the most inspiring mums and dads to help you find out how they juggle family life and everything that comes with it. Dawn has advice on saving money, on supermarket shops, how to reduce your fuel bills, budgeting for big events and creating healthy money habits with your kids. So without further delay, let's find out what we can all be doing to get a few extra pounds in our pockets. Hi Dawn, thank you for joining me today. Hi Zoe. So I know finances are really stretched for families at the moment. Um, Could you tell me a bit about how Homestart helps families and how you're seeing this within Homestart at the moment? So basically we we would, um, so Homestart would help with around budgets um, but we'd also help to signpost um, to other organisations as well um, if we felt that was necessary. So it depends on sort of what families um, feel they need. If they need um, simple budgeting um, support, then we can do that. But if it gets sort of more serious with debts and things, we may signpost to other organisations that can help them um, better. But we've we've seen an increase in families that are finding it hard to, to manage um, food and bills, seem to be the biggest worry for families at the moment Um, and this then impacts on their mental health um, and how they feel themselves so you know there's an increase in that the use of food banks has increased um, as has support with budgeting and debt as well. So for anyone who doesn't know can you tell me a bit about what Homestart is and what you do? 
Okay, so Home Starts a Voluntary Organisation, um, we support families um, with young children. So to receive um, Home Start support, a family has to have a child under five. Um, and we support in the Birmingham area, although there is Home Start um, nationwide as well. Um, but basically, we work with volunteers um, that go in to help families in the home um, and support with emotional and practical things um, where families feel they, they just need um, that extra bit. So sometimes we have very sort of vulnerable and fragile families. Um, but, you know, issues that, that are difficult for one family may not be for another and, and vice versa. So there's no judgment made. There's no stigma um, it all, it, you know, we all need a bit of help sometimes. Absolutely. Um, for whatever reason we're going through. So are you finding that there's more families coming to you now than before? Yeah, definitely. So there seems a big increase since we had, obviously, the lockdown, the pandemic and, and the start of that. Um, as we've come out the other side, a lot of people that had babies during that time, you know, have had no interaction um, and they've really struggled. So people that were already had issues with their own mental health that seems to have have got more um more severe for them and people that probably didn't realize that they had any any issues before um now have uh different issues sort of you know where where you've been shut up in a house for sort of more or less two years on on and off um we lose confidence we lose confidence in going out and meeting people speaking to people um, and just going out to the shops or out for a walk, it, it, it can be really sort of really, really a struggle for some families. Yes, it can be daunting. So particularly with finances, what can people do to help reduce their, their heating and electricity bills? So uh, thinking about the heating, we're, we're lucky enough at the moment to have a bit, bit warmer weather at the moment. Um, but when people do turn heating on, try to... Try turning radiators or thermostats down by one degree if it's comfortable to do so. Um, think about if there's any rooms that aren't in use where those radiators can be turned off. Uh, think about your washing loads. Try and reduce it by one. Make sure that they're full. Um, they're good loads. Uh, reduce the temperature maybe. There's a lot of washing adverts now that say you can wash very comfortably um, at 30 degrees instead of 40 Think about quick washes if, if things are not heavily soiled. You know, if you normally use a dryer, think about putting things onto um, airers, putting them outside, putting them onto hangers to dry naturally. Um, if you use dishwashers, um, make sure you've got full loads, same as the, the, the washing machine. There's lots of energy-saving light bulbs around. Think about turning lights off in rooms if you're not using them, unplugging things. Um, just filling kettles really for the amount that you need. Um, a big one is sort of things on on standby. Um, so we we tend to leave sort of laptops, phones, things like that plugged in, TVs on standby. If we can turn those off, off, I believe that, that there's quite a saving to be made by those. Mm. Um, but the Energy Saving Trust is a really good place to to find sort of some advice on how you can reduce um, some of your uh, energy costs. Um, if people are really struggling and they are desperate, um, if you're on a prepayment meter, you can contact your energy company and they can put a temporary credit onto your um, meter. It, do, it will come off, obviously, future top-ups, 
Um, but if it if it's a need at that immediate time, they can do that. Um, there are also fuel vouchers if people are really really desperate, um, and that can be done through organisations such as National Deadline or Citizens Advice Bureau. They will need to complete a budget with them, but there is support there if people are desperate. So you know it's it's. It's a case of don't go without sort of electric or gas that you need. Yes, yeah. I know we've heard stories of people having to choose so heat, like eating yeah. overheating. I know that obviously with the nice weather, that's not such an issue. But there was one about a guy not knowing whether he could bathe his children or whether he could give them tea. Is that are those the kind of stories that you're hearing when people come to you? They are. They're, they're the more severe end. Um, I think people are tending to worry before that because obviously bills are going up. Um, it's very hard where people have um, the prepayment meters because it's an instant. Um, at least sort of where somebody has a bill, you, we can try and reduce sort of monthly costs and, and it's more on sort of at a distance. Um, whereas with the, the prepayment meters, they are instant. Um, because you've, you've got what you've got and that's it. Something that, that's important to remember is that I know that we've, we've you know, if, if we're lucky enough to have had the, um, the rebate on the council tax um, for families, um, is that the, 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 the reason behind that was to support with energy bills. Um, and if you can be not tempted to, to use that for other items, um, then really that that should help towards those energy bills, whether you can put it onto your prepayments at the moment, but it's not instead of what you would normally pay, it's as well as because it's going to get harder. Yes. Um, so that really is important. If you can put that aside to be able to add on, um, then that that's a really good sort of way of, of doing what, was, what, what it was intended for, to that's be honest. That's a really good tip. And what about groceries? How can people save money on their grocery shop? Okay, so the food prices have risen enormously. We all know that. Um, they're going up by, you know, I, I do an online shop and I noticed the other week that by the time it was actually being delivered, things have gone up by 10 pence each and things like that. And, and okay, they don't sound a lot, but it mounts they add up, up, doesn't it? Yes. They, they do add up and, and, and it becomes quite a lot for families. So um, think about planning meals for your week. Um, only buying the items you need. Make, make sure that you do a list when you go shopping. Um, looking at shops' own brands, different supermarkets. I know sort of the Lidl and Aldi are, are often recommended as cheaper cost-wise. And the prices in different supermarkets can vast, vastly uh, vary. So um, think about loyalty cards if the store's got them. I know some of the stores do have. Um, and use comparison apps. Um, there's one such as trolley.co.uk. There's a website, and that compare, compares the brands in the in different stores. So it will give you the prices in the different stores. But it's also um, important to to look at um, uh, sort of the uh, what the offers are in the stores and whether they are truly offers. Um, there is also, if people are struggling um, and on low incomes, there are um, food pantries and food clubs around Birmingham, definitely. Um, and they're organisations that are supporting families on low income. So what happens is you pay a weekly fee, which is around three to four pounds. 
Um, but you would go along and you would get between 15 to 20 pounds worth of food for that weekly um, oh, fee. That's good to know. Um, yeah, it's it's a better option for, for many than using food banks because they do get a choice. Um, and I know that they have fresh fruit, vegetables and things like that. There is one in every district in Birmingham. Um, and if they go online to Birmingham Forward Steps website, look under um, support for families and then food help, you will find where all the food clubs are. In some districts, there's more than one. Um, so knowing that I know in the districts that we work in, there's there's multiple um, food clubs and food pantries, but they are a real, real help to families um, at the moment. So you mentioned about um, checking the deals and the offers that are available at supermarkets. So are they not always quite as good as they seem, do you think? No, they're not. So, you know, a, a good way of doing this is to look on if if the store that you use has an app or a website, go on there first and have a look at what deals they are. And you can calculate in your own comfort um, whether those are good or whether they're not so good. So, um Sometimes, so an example of this is is the other week. I I needed some mini cheeses, um, and one store had them in packs of ten, and one store had them in packs of twelve, and obviously they're different prices. Well, I'm not going to stand in a supermarket and calculate which is best from the twelve or the ten, but when you actually worked out, they were um, a penny difference per cheese. Now, okay, that's not a lot, but if you're buying a couple of packs of twelve, that's twenty four pence. Mm-hmm. And if that happens with quite a few items in your trolley, you could, could be talking a couple of couple of pounds difference for people. So sometimes things are not always what they seem. There's a big pull on um, if you buy two, it's cheaper than buying one, and that's not always the case. So I know there's a there's there's quite a few things that are sort of it may be one for one pound seventy five or two for three pound. So what the supermarkets try and do is pull you in and get you to buy the two. But actually, if you only went for one, then it's not saving you money because are you going to use the two? If it's something Mm. that can be kept, then that's fair enough. But I know there's there's fruit that's on this. Now, are you going to use two lots within a week? Because by next week, they won't be fresh. Um, So if you're going to use two, then that's great. It's 50 pence cheaper. If you're not and you only wanted one, you're actually paying £1.25 more than you intended to spare spend. Yes. Um, so it is actually costing you more. Yeah, I think we can really easily get sucked into those deals, yeah. can't we? Yeah. I've noticed a lot of the um, the sandwich meats as well. The supermarkets have th- dropped them down to like four slices in a pack. Mm. Well, if people are buying them for sandwiches, there's five days in a week. So is that sort of trying to encourage people to buy two packs and then you've got three left because they're also on the two two for so much as well? Yes. So just be wary um, and just try and think ahead. As I say, the the apps for the supermarkets, the websites, they're brilliant for you to be able to to look at that before you're stood in, in front of the shelves um, when it's harder. Yes. Yeah, that's really good. So what if a family's only got, say, £20 a week to spend on food, how could they make their meals last? How can they make them substantial enough to feed the family for a week? So definitely do a shopping list. I've gone around a supermarket in, you know, many years ago 
in exactly this situation, and I used to take a calculator. One good thing is the uh, the, the scanning on the, the mobile phone apps mm. and also in the supermarkets. You can see adding up as you're going along, which, you know, would be a big, big help for families now. But things that are sort of quite quite good for sort of uh, versatility, you know, potatoes, you can have them boiled, mashed, chips, roasts, pasta or rice, they're good bases for meals and they're reasonably priced. Some of the frozen food stores, um, they've got reasonable uh, frozen vegetables, things like that. There are a number of websites that give ideas for meals on a budget. So I would suggest um, searching them and having a look. Things like uh, meals that might last a couple of days, so such as like a cottage pie, spaghetti bolognese, things like that. You can do them and, and save them so they might cover two meals. Yeah. But also have a go at creating your own. If there's things that you like and you think they're going to go together, just throw them in. I do. Um, I've done that many times. Um, and you'd be surprised what you come up with. Yes. Um, but again, do look at the, the food clubs as well. There's also um, some company shops popping up around the city. So um, I know there's definitely a, a couple that, that I'm aware of. And I understand these are they're a membership for people who are on benefits or who work in certain sectors, such as the NHS, and they have food at, at vastly reduced prices as well. Oh, right. Um, so if you've got one in your area, look out for those as well. And and what are they called? It's called the Company Shop. Oh, right, okay. So you could search online again, find out where they are, um, and see if there's one that would benefit you. Yes. Oh, that's really good. So do you think that people can make quite a lot of savings by buying frozen products? Um, particularly vegetables and things like that? It's very much a personal choice um, and it depends on what size freezer people have got and things like that. Um, I would say probably there's less wastage Mm. um, because obviously fresh uh, fruit and vegetables will go off. Um, Depends on your preferred options, it really does. Um, You can get them at quite reasonable prices. I know in some of the frozen food supermarkets um so it is personal choice but yes if you if you're struggling on a budget then it may be that for a while that's that's a good option to you yes so what about other essentials like getting ready to buy school uniform ahead of september um paying for your broadband buying toiletries that kind of thing what what tips would you have for that so in relation to the school uniform i'd say look at the again the supermarket brands you know, they all do the shirts, the skirts, the trousers, jumpers. Um, and they do do some really good deals when it's coming up to uh, the school year. If people are really struggling, um, they can speak to the school normally around June, July time um, because there are uh, grants available um, that can help with school uniform. But um, that will be dependent on income and, and other aspects. And the schools are best placed to know um, what is happening with families. So, But if you are worried and you are um, very desperate then str- and struggling, do speak to the school um, where your child is. Um, in relation to toiletries, again, um, watching the size of the bottles, uh, different places sell different sizes, and we think that we're getting a deal and then when you buy it, it's a different size. Um, but some of the, uh, some of like the, the, the beauty um, products and that sort of like savers, super drug, things like that. They will have similar products um, at, 
at a reduced price sometimes. So again, it's it's about shopping around and it's it's about sort of what's right for you. Thinking about the phones and broadbands, I would say look look at comparing providers. Um, there's an awful lot out there and everybody's after your custom. Um, obviously, if you're within contracts, we do have to sort of honour those contracts and, and stay in them. But look at sort of once you're out of that initial period, if you're on um, a contract for your mobile and you've had a phone with it, look at a SIM only deal. Um, they can reduce your monthly payments massively and have quite big data deals on there, mostly unlimited texts and, and minutes. Um, but you can bring your costs down quite a bit. Broadband, again, can be very different. It's linked to other, if it's linked to other household items, such as your phones or TV packages. Um, but you can get good deals when, when linking services as well. Um, but also you can you know phone up your provider because very often they will give you a better deal when you phone up, especially if they think you're going to move to another provider. Yes. Yeah, I always do that when it comes to kind of the end of a contract, particularly yeah. with kind of home insurance and things like that. Do you think that you should always do that? Just ring up and check that you are being given the best renewal deal? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've done that a number of times and sort of have been given different quotes. And, and I get quite frustrated that um, sometimes with, with insurance companies, they send me out the renewal and then I phone up and say, Matt, this is a bit too expensive. And they say, oh, we can do this offer. And I think, well, why didn't you send me that in the first yes. place? <laughs> and I get really frustrated at that. If you're sort of looking at that on behalf of me to make my the, the best option, then really I feel you should have sent that to me. Yeah. Um, but yes, there are better deals to be had. So it's well worth that phone call, isn't it? Yes, yes. definitely, definitely. So for families on benefits or universal credit, what advice would you give to them to try to um, make their money stretch further? We support families, a lot of families who are on benefits. Um, and what we do is we look at their income um, and we also look at how they spend money. I would say check check your you're on the right benefits. Mm. Check that there's uh, sites such as Turn to Us, um, and they will uh, be able to check whether you're on getting the receiving the right benefits. Think carefully about taking out budgeting loans or any loans at all. Yes, it's very easy to think you know I need to get that now, um, and the this loan might help. Um, what loans do is they might give you something to spend now. But what they actually do is reduce reduce your income longer term. Mm. So if you're struggling now, you're going to struggle even more when you're paying back a loan, even if it is a budgeting loan that's linked to your benefits. But I would also say that, you know, having conversations with with family and things like that to explain the situation and sort of not to be expecting sort of lots. It's a difficult time for families, both working and, and on benefits. Yes. So, you know, and, and everybody knows that and, and should really understand that. So that's a useful conversation to have before birthdays yeah. and Christmas and school holidays. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good idea. And I know we've just talked about the fact that it's likely to get worse. If families are in a position to be able to save any money at all, is it is it useful to be able to do that so that you've got something to fall back on going forward? It is, yes. Um I mean, that's not always possible for people, and I do completely understand that. Um, but even if you could save 
as little as five pound a week. That's two hundred and sixty for a year, mm. and that helps us when things, you know, things break in the fam- in in the home. We know that. Um, we all have Christmas coming up. Coming up, we all have birthdays coming up um, over the year. So it is um, it it is good if we can, yes, um, if at all possible. Um, but I do understand that that's not always the case for people. Can credit cards be useful if they're paid off in full, um, or interest? You know, like with interest-free credit cards and bank transfers, that kind of thing. Or do you advise people against credit cards? Um, there's no one size fits all. It is about individual circumstances. For some, credit cards can be useful, but only if you're able to be strict with yourself um, and you don't overspend and that you do pay off in full. Um, sometimes it can be good to manage a monthly budget if you're you know, in the middle of a month when you've, you've not been paid or whatever. Um, what I would say is be very careful that your provider doesn't increase your spending limit as they tend to do. Mm. Um, if you're if you're good at paying it off, you'll you'll find that some of the the credit limits um, increase start to creep up, um, and for some that can be tempting to spend more. So um, if you do have a credit card and you do have a provider that does that does that, you can contact them saying no, I'd lo- I want it kept at, at that amount. Um, so again, it, it is it is dependent on what's right for people. Um, I know that there are sort of somewhere there. Um, so for uh, transferring a balance, you can get zero interest on some. Um, but a lot of it is about really checking things out before you make the decisions. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of jargon used, um, and you know if if you're if you're stuck at all, try and get some advice around that. Yeah. But think thinking on things like that as well, even in bank accounts, look at your bank account. Are you paying a fee um, on your bank account? Are the benefits that you're paying for that fee still relevant to you? Mm. Because sometimes we, we needed them at the time, but we don't always need them now. Yes. And the same, I guess, with loyalty cards. Would you suggest that people always look into loyalty cards? Yeah, definitely. I know some of the supermarkets, they give a cheaper price um, mm. if you use your loyalty card. And sometimes those those can be quite a considerable difference um, with, uh, with the supermarket prices. Even if you're shopping online, um, these are a big thing. Do link your loyalty cards to your um, accounts online as well. Yes. Um, to save monies, that's, that, to, to get points that way as well. Do you think it's important to talk to children about money and budgeting? And and how do you kind of start that and what age? I do, yeah. I think it's important for them children to understand the value of money mm. and how we need to budget. And that's not about putting pressure on children for our finances our finances. Because that that's our issue as a parent. Um, yes. and that's not to be put on to, to children really, because that you know, some children do worry. But it can be done really simply, um, thinking about pocket money instead of just um, buying children things that they ask for constantly. Because, you know, we all know you go around the supermarkets and things are placed um, quite conveniently at children's heights. Um, But most children love to have some coins and paying for things in shops themselves. I did this when my daughter was young. We talked about it first and I explained that she was going to have her own money 
um, that she could use on holidays or for buying presents for people. And it did make her think about what she bought and whether she really wanted to use her money. And don't get me wrong, it doesn't stop you from treating children. It just helps them to learn that money has a value and they have the choices too. Yes. You know, so if it, it, it sets them up for life, really. So if you've got children going off to university, we did, um, with my daughter, we did um, a spreadsheet so she knew exactly when things were coming in, what I got, she'd got to pay. And she followed that through and she, she actually came out of uni with money in her account. Gosh, that's really good. So that good. was really good. And I mean, she's 30 now and she's still really good at managing money and budgeting. So it's not just for now, this is long-term benefits. Mm. And by doing that, you're not just benefiting your children, but potentially their children as well. You know, yes. for generations to come, if that if that um, if that is passed on um, through life, you're you're having a big impact. So, yeah. Yes, yeah. Oh, it can be really empowering, yeah. can't it? Yeah. And what about thinking about the future? When should we start thinking about saving for our retirements? I don't think you can do that too early. To be honest with you, it's quite good now that people who are employed, their employers have to provide a pension once they meet um, the certain threshold and, and empl- employers pay into that as well. So really it's a win-win situation because employers are paying in money that we wouldn't otherwise have. Um, mm. So, you know, that that's really good to, to do. What I would say is get some advice on it. Have a look around. There's lots of organisations um, that are local to you if you search online um, and they will give you the best advice um, in about thinking for your future and saving for your future. And I know we've touched upon Christmas and birthdays, but have you got any specific tips on how to save and budget for big events? Like even like school proms, um, they cost a lot of money, school holidays. What can you do to try to be prepared for that? I'd say um, thinking about what your budget is, always set what what you can afford to spend and what you're prepared to spend. Most of the things we know are coming up. Most of the things we are able to plan for, birthdays, we know Christmas, school proms, we know they're going to come up. Weddings, most of the time they're mm. planned. Um, but always think about your budget first and be realistic about what you can afford. Um don't forget to add in all those little bits like, you know, decorations and cakes and things like that. Um, but don't be um, don't be swayed to try and match what other people are spending because yes. I think that's a real big thing, especially sort of with proms and, and we think sort of, oh, so-and-so's got a nice dress, so I've got to do that. Actually, they would look just as good. Um, and it's about the event. It's about the night for them. Um, and not the cost of um, a dress sometimes or a suit. Um, but, yeah, do do think about your budget realistically. You know, do you, if you're looking at parties or, or weddings, um, think about the things you want. Is it about a big expensive venue? Is it about the number of people? Are you happy with perhaps a smaller party or a, small, a party in a different venue? Um, think. You know, just just think about what is it that you you really want, what's going to make you happy on that day. Um, what we don't want is, you know, sort of with Christmas and birthdays, you really don't want to be um, paying for it over the next six to 12 months. Because yes. really, if you've got that time to, to be able to save, um, 
than next Christmas or next birthday. It's always worth having perhaps one smaller one so that the next 12 months you could save and say that actually next year it, it will be different because I know that I can put this little bit away. I know some people have like a, a, a present drawer or a present cupboard yeah. where they kind of, they spot a bargain yeah. and they pick it up and pop it away ready for the, the birthday or yeah. Christmas coming that's up. a good idea, yeah. Yeah, so long as you don't forget <laughs> it. <laughs> if you've got a certain drawer, you should be able to go back to it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, so do you have any additional tips for families? Um, just really sort of what we've just said, the best advice is to live to your means and not try and live to what others do. If you can't afford to do something, be honest and say it. What I would say is there's a lot of families out there that are struggling with debt, but there are a lot of organisations around that can help. So if you have debts, do open the letters. We have so many people that, you know, if, if I don't open the letters and I put them to one side, they don't exist. They do exist. And they won't get easier. They will get worse. So do face up to them and don't bury them away. They won't disappear. But what I would say is use organisations such as National Deadline, Money Advice, Step Change. They are all able to support with things like debt. Um, They can set up debt management plans um, and help you with the companies and they will help you to set a realistic budget, look at priority debts. What I would say is always look for the not-for-profit organisations because they are free of charge. They don't charge you to set up any of those plans or to negotiate with creditors or anything like that. But there are private companies that may charge a fee within a monthly payment. So just to be very, very wary, there are lots of organisations that won't charge a fee. So really do do go for those. Um, I know National Deadline have a lot of fact sheets on their website, which are really, really useful to people um, to look at different things. And there are options out there. So there's a, there's a scheme that's called, so it, I think it's a government scheme, but it's called Breathing Space. Um, And Mm. again, there's a fact sheet on the National Deadline website and it gives someone up to 60 days to put things in place um, for debts. So um, it's basically a a debt respite scheme. So it allows people time. And again, sort of National Deadline or Step Change can help with those. I know that. That's really helpful, yes. But basically, if you feel you need help, talk to someone who can help. Um, and there are lots of organisations out there that can, you, ju- you just have to ask. If you don't feel comfortable at um, talking on a phone, a lot of them do web chats now. So you can do it that way. You don't have to speak to somebody. I know a lot of people are nervous on phones. Um, and how can people find out more about Homestart? So if you go to, we have a website, which is uh, uk. Uh, you can find where your local scheme is. So we cover the whole of the Birmingham area. Um, And you can also find out about volunteering if you feel that's something that you would like to do. Um, But any information on there, all our contact details are on there. So do either drop us an email or give us a call um, and somebody will be happy to to speak to you. Um, And, and, you know, if, if we need to point you in a different direction, we'll be happy to do that as well. And it's free for people to access Home Start. And it's always led by you 
um, as, as a family, you as a person. It's never led by us. It's led by you. You choose what your goals are. You choose the service that you want. I talked to a lady who was really at breaking point and, and she said just one phone call to Homestart just helped her to start to turn things around. Yeah. And she's in a really good place yeah. now, so that's fantastic. It is. Well, it's been really good to talk to you, Dawn. Thank, thank you, thank you so much for all your advice. You've got some fantastic tips there. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. You can read all of Dawn's tips on our Brummy Mummies Facebook page and on the Birmingham Live website. Plus, we've added all the links to the organisations and charities she mentions on there too. Find out more about Homestart by visiting the website www.homestartbirmingham.co.uk. As Dawn mentioned, Homestart is looking for volunteers to support its services across Birmingham. If you'd like to help, visit the website to find out more. This is a laudable production, brought to you by Brummy Mummies and Birmingham Live. Be sure to follow our Brummy Mummies Facebook page for lots more family information. And whilst there, sign up to our free newsletter to make sure you never miss an episode. See you next time. Today's episode of Brummy Mummies has been powered by Talk Talk's Future Fibre, which is up to 23 times faster than standard broadband, proving that some things are better faster. Future Fibre is now available in Birmingham. To find out more, search Talk Talk Future Fibre subject to local availability.